Hi, and welcome back to the Moms of Color Collaborative. I'm your host, Akeisha Smith, and today we'll be talking about how recent studies have shown that ADHD has become more prominently diagnosed in Black children, and how researchers are saying they are not quite sure why our children are taking the lead. So today I invited Alsum Altamirano, a licensed clinical social worker, to talk to us more about her experience on this topic. Hi, Autumn. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Of course. Thank you for having me. So what is your take on this situation? Um, you know, it's very interesting because I see it a lot in the field of work that I do. Um, so I'm actually placed in four different schools um, and I provide mental health services for the students there. And this is a very common thing um, for black and brown children. Um, even clients that I've had, I've witnessed this. Uh, the teachers are very quick to say, you know, this person, this student has ADHD, they need to be on medication. And I'm like, whoa, hold on. Like, let's, let's relax for a sec. And, you know, think of what be happening in this um, child's life, um, things that have been going on before we diagnose with ADHD. Right. So, yeah. So during my research, it was saying that there were definitely, you know, things to look for before you accept the diagnosis. So mm -hmm. what would be some of the symptoms that we would look for to, you know, give us a head start on if our child could possibly have ADHD? Mm -hmm. um, so first of all, in order to be diagnosed with ADHD, it has to, the symptoms have to be occurring in two different settings. So for example, like school and home, um, if it's just happening in the school, technically you can't diagnose it. Um, another thing is that the symptoms have to interfere with academic or, and or social functioning. So there has to be an impairment. If there's no impairment, again, we cannot diagnose. Um, and then lastly, the symptoms must be present before age 12. So yep. if we're just seeing these symptoms right when the person say is 12 or um, say they're 15 and you're starting to notice symptoms like this, the teacher brings it up, cannot be diagnosed. Okay, well that's something I never knew that one. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, yep. um, mm -hmm. um, and then symptoms wise, because I know I've been talking a lot about symptoms, um, symptoms, so, with the ADHD diagnosis, it's you can either have the combined type, which is you have um, inattentive symptoms and hyperactivity symptoms. It could just be predominantly hyperactivity or it could be predominantly inattentive. Um, so those are the three different types per se. Um, and within that, it's you know fidgety, um, not being able to pay attention in class, um, constantly like moving, very distracted, um, unorganized, um, what else? There's a few other ones, but those are the main ones. Okay, so also mm -hmm. during the research, I, I know I had mentioned on my Instagram post how mm -hmm. they need to be conscious of what's happening in the Black community. Is it normal, you know? So there's a lot of Black kids and Black families that are hyper, we like to party, we like to have fun, uh -huh. you know? So does that ever contribute to the diagnosis, do you think? Um, I, I believe so. I think there are certain norms or uh, maybe certain things about um, our community and it is what it is. And unfortunately, that gets mislabeled as ADHD. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what about the um, traumatic experiences? 
So that's huge, actually. Right. Um, I even worked with a, a client. Um, he was about, he was in third grade and the teachers were telling me, you know, he has ADHD. And I was like, well, if you look back at his experiences since he was six, he's had about maybe three to four traumatic experiences um, that include being removed from his parents um, three times. So he was in three different foster homes. Um, And the symptoms with trauma and the symptoms of ADHD look very similar. Mm. Um, You see kids not being able to focus because of the traumatic experience. They're constantly um, worried about something happening to them or that experience happening to them. Um, So of course they're not gonna be able to focus. Um, they may be, you know, really antsy and kind of moving around a lot because, of course, again, they're, they're nervous, they're worried um, about what they experience. And so, again, those, those symptoms from uh, experiencing a traumatic event and ADHD are very, very similar. Um, that's why it's so important to ask the question, you know, was there a past trauma that had happened with this child or is a trauma currently happening with this child? Wow. Okay. So I had just been doing some research on something called ACEs. Have you heard about ACEs? I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was learning about that as well. I had no idea that the traumatic experiences, you know, could have a long-term effect as far as like the mental health and also the mm-hmm. physical health of the person. So it yes. really brought me back to ADHD with how you're saying it's very similar with the ADHD and the traumatic experiences. That's a big mm-hmm. deal. That's a huge, huge deal. Now, Absolutely. You looked at a little bit harder before, you know, diagnosing your child. If, I agree. What would um, you say to parents who may think that their child has um, ADHD or better yet, if a child has been through a traumatic experience, what would be that alternate route? Um, I would say communicating that to the teachers or the staff, because um, usually what happens is if the student isn't in, say, um, any type of like mental health services, uh, this, the teachers will probably tell the parents like, hey, I think your child has ADHD. Um, you might want to get him evaluated or her evaluated. Um, so it, it could be that the parents mention that traumatic experience to um, the teachers and the staff. Um, it can also look like the parent taking their child to get evaluated to really see, you know, is it ADHD or is my child just continuing to suffer from the traumatic um, experience that he had or she had? Um, so those were kind of the two routes that I would suggest. Maybe even maybe more so getting evaluated um, because some teachers aren't really as what's the word as knowledgeable um, about how ADHD and trauma um, look similar, and so it may be best to just go to like a community mental health. Um, a community mental health center to get evaluated further or to even speak to a therapist. I think that's great advice. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Even more so in our community, we're such a quiet group of people. Like, you know, what happens in a home stays in a home. So I yep. think it's important that we are able to communicate and it's for the benefit of our kids, you know, to talk Absolutely. about and tell the people that we trust, you know, let's keep it mm-hmm. private. That's, Absolutely. You know, about the traumatic experiences. So I think that's great but it's something that we also need to work on in our community you know someone's saying oh your child has ADHD and you know that your child's going through something that's been traumatic and something that needs to be talked about you know yep absolutely 
And, you know, another thing, too, that I, that I see that's common in, with regards to ADHD is not only the kid or the student experiencing a traumatic um, event, mm-hmm. but also potentially that the student may not understand what's going on in class. Mm. I had an, another client, um, he was in fifth grade, and he displayed a lot of symptoms of ADHD. Um, and come to find out, he was very behind where he should be in class or in his, for his grade. Right. And so, of course, he's not going to pay attention. He's going to mess around in class like because he doesn't know what's going on. Right. The teacher's not really relating to him, and he's not really yes. giving that extra attention that he may need. That makes sense. Exactly. Right. Okay. Something else um, just for parents to ask themselves um, or even, you know, the teachers um, is what's my child's learning style? Because, again, like I said, with um, my my client that really was far behind. Um, if the student, if the parent knows the student's learning style, that can also help with um, this as well. Because if the teacher say is doing stuff that's very auditory and that student is very visual, mm-hmm. the student's going to have trouble in class as well. And so that can also. Um, cause the child to not pay attention or to, you know, kind of have the class clown attributes. Um, And the the teacher may say, oh, this student has ADHD. And it's like, no, my student or my child is a visual learner and needs more assistance with that type of learning as opposed to auditory. Um, So that's another thing that I would would, um, suggest for parents to kind of figure out with their child, what is their learning style? Right. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much for this advice. I think it's going to be so helpful for the mothers that are listening and going through these things. Mm-hmm. So what we're learning is basically communication is a big key to this. Yes. Like closing this gap and figuring out what's going on in the classroom with your teacher. Is your child, you know, relating to the teacher? Um, has your child been through traumatic experiences? And you need to be mm-hmm. open about it with the healthcare providers and possibly, you know, the teacher as well. Um, I'm loving it. I love it. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you taking the time to give us some advice and some knowledge on this topic. Of course. Of course. All right. Well, that concludes our show for today. Make sure to join us next week at the Moms of Color Palaver, Voices for Black Motherhood. Also, make sure to follow us on our social media networks at Moms of Color. See you guys.